and welcome to the Biathlon Podcast. I am your host, Will Prov, and it is Sunday, the 20th of December. News everywhere is uh, pretty bleak right now, but for a while at least, we've had some uh, fantastic Biathlon action to take our minds off of things. Four excellent races over the weekend, with that gorgeous backdrop of the Austrian mountains, pursuits on Saturday, and our first mass starts of the year today, which I'll be looking back at and picking out the biggest winners and losers of the weekend. We've already had a look at the sprint races in the last episode, so please check that out if you haven't already. We'll then have a proper look at the overall standings, roughly a third of the way through the season as we are now. If you've got any comments or questions, then please get in touch either on Facebook or on email at thebiathlonpodcast at gmail.com. And without further ado, let's get started. So we started off the weekend with the men's pursuit on Saturday morning. And it was the surprise package of the year so far. Sterla Holm Ligreed, who led from the front, hitting 19 out of 20, to take home a stunning second victory in a row and third of the season so far. Usually you'd think leading off on uh, on your own would be where the pressure lies, but apparently not for Ligreed, who uh, afterwards was saying that uh, there was no audience, so it was more like going alone in regular training. He tried not to think too much about it. Uh, to be fair to him, he, he wasn't alone for too long at all. Uh, Johannes Dahle wasted no time closing down the eight-second gap to his teammate and roommate in the first uh, kilometre. Two came together into the first shoot and would stay at the front throughout the prone shoots. They came into the third shoot with almost a minute lead over the chasers. Uh, Meanwhile, the drama was all happening behind them, where Johannes Tinger's bow continued his spotty form with the rifle. He missed two in the opening shoot, dropped down to over 50 seconds back, uh, where he grouped up with Emilian Jacqueline and Martin Poncioloma. It was shoot three where the action uh, really happened at the front and um, where Ligrid, for me, just really showed his class. Uh, Dali had been pushing the pace on the on the third lap. Ligrid just happy to follow, uh, take, the, uh, take the lead from his teammate. And you could tell immediately on that shoot that Dali was in trouble. He let his first shot go. Barrel of the rifle was clearly still moving around um, when, he, when he let that shot go. Ligrid, meanwhile, just took that little bit longer to release the first shot, kept a nice rhythm, about two seconds between each shot, just missed the one. Dale, unfortunately, was, uh, was all over the place. He ended up missing three, tumbled down to fifth um, on that fir- third shoot. From then on out, it was basically cruise controlled for Ligrid. Uh, it looked so cool on those final two laps, took it very easy on the final lap, and taking a victory that means he's actually already got more wins than... Some pretty illustrious names. I was looking around, like Benny Dole, for example. Uh, it's just a, an unbelievable start to the season from Ligrid. No one saw that coming. Uh, behind him, it was uh, a pretty uh, pretty impressive group there of uh, Jacqueline, Johannes Tingersbo, uh, Vetcher Christensen, and Martin Ponce Loma battling it out for the podium places. Um, very impressive, I thought, from both Jacqueline and Ponce Loma. They knocked down all 20 targets under quite a lot of pressure, and on that last lap, both of them were definitely my favourites to take the uh, 
take second and third over over Johannes Ingsbo, who looked very tired to me. Uh, but it was actually Ponsaloma and Christensen that uh, were struggling. They couldn't match the speed of Jacqueline and Bo. And the Frenchman Jacqueline putting in hell of a burst of speed up uh, up the hill there to to essentially break Johannes. He obviously did it last time in the World Champs and he did it here again. Uh, came home really unchallenged for a, an excellent second place. Two in a row in the pursuits for him in Hockfilson. Um said said afterwards that he he just really feels himself in the pursuits. He wanted to shoot fast and well. Said it was easier for him to do that in the pursuit than in the sprint. And and you really can see it. He's just so much more at ease in that sort of chasing environment uh, rather than uh, rather than the time trials. Really impressive from the Frenchman. Um, good to see from him. Johanna's obviously there following him in third. Christensen getting uh, another great second, fourth in the row for him after the sprint. Uh, Ponsiloma fifth. He he did fade quite a lot on that final lap, looking a bit tired. Uh, but as we'll see, he came back uh, with a vengeance in the mass start. Dale then missed one more on the final shoot. He came home sixth. Uh, ahead of Talia Bow and uh, Feel My A, both solid. Um, but I think they'd have they'd have both been looking to do better than the seventh and eighth that they came home with. Uh, then a couple of the old timers, uh, Simon Ada and Jakob Fat, coming home ninth and tenth. Good results for them. But I mean, absolutely phenomenal shooting from Ada. He shot clear in uh, in the pursuit, also in the mass start. So he he hit a full fifty out of fifty this week. Um, and I mean, for a man who shoots as quickly as uh, as Ada does, he's missed uh, he's missed five out of one hundred and forty shots so far this season. Just I'm um, stunning, stunning shooting from Ada. So good to see him, uh, and yeah, definitely the best shot in the field for me. That then set up a, a hell of a showdown for today's mass start. Had the uh, the front four there of Johannes Dinkers Bow, Sterlholm Ligreed, Johannes Darley, and Sebastian Samuelson. Four very different styles, all hunting the victory, but none of them would would get there. It was the reliable old veteran, Aunt Pfeiffer, grabbing victory with a perfect shoot and a bit of a wily performance there on the skis. To rescue what up to that point had been a bit of a dreadful week for the German team. Uh, it was a race where on each lap we'd sort of see someone different pushing the pace on the skis, um, often then to make mistakes on the range. Uh, all the while, Pfeiffer was just sort of uh, in the background, biding his time in the shadows, shooting fantastically. Um, and then on that last lap, he had the smarts to capitalise on the mistake from Ponsioloma. On that uh, that penultimate corner there, the sort of sweeping downhill right-hander as they go into the stadium. Uh, Ponsoloma ran very wide. Pfeiffer just tucked in, took the right line, had the power over the uh, over the final sprint to take it over the Swede. Um, but yeah, as I say, it was sort of uh, different people setting the pace. On lap one, it was uh, Johannes. He, he sort of took up pace-setting duties. And I thought quite interestingly... Seb Samuelson was was the one right on his tail, while others kind of like well like Ligreed sort of sat a bit further back in the pack, and it was Samuelson who was the first of the big names to miss. Then on lap two, it was uh, the turn of Fabian Cloud. Frenchman decided to hit the front and uh, get things moving. Yannis Darley then joined him, and both men missed on the second shoot. Cloud actually missing two, and that was unfortunately his day done. He he came home quite a long way down the field. Lap three, it was a more conservative lap, but Johannes Singer's bow was leading the way. He then blinked on the range, missing 
high right, but only by a matter of millimetres. It was so close. Uh, split the round. He then went into <laughs> he went into hyperdrive on that fourth lap. Absolutely caned it up the hill, chasing down the leaders, pulling over 15 seconds back. But it wasn't really the right call from him. He missed on his first shot coming into the range. I thought quite tellingly, uh, Aunt Pfeiffer allowed Johannes to overtake him as they were going down into that final shoot. He was happy to shoot in lane four. And as he took his rifle off, he just looked super cool. No no stress in the face, uh, not gasping for breath. Um, both he and Ponsoloma, who I was very impressed with, taking their time on the shoot, both sort of around 26 seconds. Um, they both held their nerve, shot clear. And yeah, it was the veteran versus the, the young upstart on the final lap. I've got to admit that I thought it was Ponsoloma. I thought he had it in the bag. I even thought that Jacqueline might be catching them uh, at one stage to make it a three-horse race, but he really faded. Um, Ponsoloma, as I say, took that downhill bend just really, really wide, allowing Pfeiffer through on the inside. And I mean, once he was in the lead, he was absolutely killing it over that final sprint, full of power in the sprint. Unfortunately for Ponsoloma, he cut a fairly sad figure when he realised the game was up, hung his head. Great win from Pfeiffer. So happy for him and for the German team. They they deserve uh, a bit of a break there. So with the, the one and two for Germany and Sweden, pretty interesting battle behind them. Uh, as I mentioned, Jacqueline at one point looked like he might catch the leaders, but instead he fell back into the clutches of Benny Dole, who was skiing really well, and Taya Bo. Uh, and then on that same sort of yeah sweep and right coming down into the finish, I didn't quite see what happened, but Jacqueline had a bit of an unfortunate and a bit of an undignified face plant for the Frenchman. He sort of uh, he went splat, nudged into the back of Benny Dole's skis. Uh, don't know how much of an impact that had on the German, but it was uh, Taya who who nailed Dole in the sprint, took home a great third place. He looked very happy with uh, his day's work. Dole fourth, and uh, yeah, pretty unhappy Jacqueline. Shaking his head as he came back in fifth. Maybe more, uh, I think his pride hurt more than anything else. Uh, Ligreed then came into the lost, uh, he came into the lost shoot with the lead actually, but missed one there. Took sixth place to really just to cap a brilliant weekend for him. So impressed with Ligreed. Uh, Johannes Tinker's bow with a, what is a season's worst, seventh place. I think he'll be annoyed with his uh, standing shoots, but in the end, he came home ahead of uh, his rivals Samuelson in 8th and Filme in ninth, So not too much damage done uh, for for the Norwegian. It was Loganov equaling his season's best, rounding out the top 10 in 10th. He was leading at one stage um, before he missed two on the third shoot. So probably a bit of a disappointment overall for the Russian. Um, but being... Being sort of top five on, on the overall ski time is a big improvement for him, so he might be finding his form uh, going into Oberhof in the new year. So those were the races. Let's take a look at the winners and losers overall from them. Got a couple each for you here. We'll go back and forth. First winner, I mean, of course, it's got to be Ligrid. Simply just been the revelation of the year so far, and I mean, no one was going to have predicted him, I, I don't think, even taking podiums before the season started. Uh, win number three, without a full World Cup season behind him, is it's unbelievable, really. It's, I mean, I don't want to sort of be too hyperbolic here, but it's not looking that far off that 2013-14 uh, season where Johannes first burst onto the scene. 
He had five wins in that season. Very different approaches, of course. But I thought this weekend, or well, this week, had uh, shades of um, shades of that double from Johannes at Le Grand Bonnard in that uh, in that season. Wouldn't put it past Ligrid to equal equal the tally of five that Johannes got that year. The control he's got on the range, it's just lovely to watch. I mean, might be doubtful that he'll keep up his shooting score, which is up at ninety four percent right now. But he hasn't really shown any signs of dropping off. Um, it's just just been so consistent. I think that's, that's what I've loved the most about watching him this season, the way he's approached it. We haven't seen any meltdowns at all from him, which at a young age is impressive. Uh, he missed two in the second sprint uh, up in Contiolati. But otherwise, has only missed a maximum of one in every other race. Um, and yeah, to have only missed out on the top ten twice so far this season. Just incredible from him. Uh, yeah, a real, real star already. Not even in the making now. Um, we'll go over to the losers, and I'm afraid I'm going to go with uh, with Quentin Fion Maillé as my first loser. It might sound a little bit harsh for a man who's now finished 7th, 8th, and 9th uh, in, a, in, in the week. But really, I just think he's missing out on a golden opportunity. He's racing in a field with no Martin Foucault, of course. Johanna's a bit off the boil, not skiing up to his um, his potential. And I think Fiumai should just be stamping his authority all over the races at the moment. Like we saw Foucault do last season when uh, when Johanna's was out, uh, out having the baby, of course. But instead, Fiumai's watching the youngsters. Uh, we've got Lagrid winning, we've got Dale winning, Samuelson winning. He's being beaten by Jacqueline, his own teammate, of course. And yeah, I mean, we said before the season, I thought this was the year where, where Phil May was really going to take the fight to Johannes. But instead, he's, if anything, he's fallen further away than where he was last year. I re- really hope that we'll see more podiums and victories from him uh, when we're back in Oberhof. But uh, yeah, I think I think he's missing out uh, as it stands at the moment. Second winner, I wanted to give a shout out to someone we actually didn't see that much of um, throughout the week's action. But I thought really gave a good account of himself, and that's uh, the Norwegian uh, Alexander Fjeld uh, Andersen. Last time I saw him, it was in the European Championships last year over in Minsk. He was actually skiing up against Stella Lagrid in a lot of those races. Uh, he got a couple of bronze medals, but then had a tough time going back to the World Cup in Nova Miesto. He came 61st in the sprint, um, and we haven't seen him since. Uh, but this weekend... With uh, this week, with uh, Erlen Bjontegaard out with a back injury, he came in to replace him and did really well. I thought twenty fourth in the sprint, twenty third in the pursuit, and then he sort of cleaned it up on the range and missed just one in the mass start today and finished twelfth. Um, if Bjontegaard's back for Oberhof, we might not see him again for a while. But I think he's proved here that that he he should essentially be that first reserve uh, whenever a spot is open on the World Cup tour. Finally, on the men's side, we've got what's sort of really a mix of winner and loser, and it's the it's the German team. You can't take anything away from the amazing performance from Pfeiffer today. Such a good race. Uh, as well as Benny Dolan fourth. I think he was skiing really well on that last lap. Um, but then, yeah, I've got to wonder, could, could we just sort of be papering over the cracks with that victory? I mean, for me, Germany are, they're one of the biathlon nations. They should be challenging for victories every time out. Um, and this season and last season, we've just seen spotty form from them. 
Um, after his win today, Aunt Pyfer was saying that they had some trouble with the skis on Thursday, and they weren't satisfied with the shape they were in. And that just can't happen for a big nation like Germany. They have to be better than that for me. Lesser's had good runouts, of course. Recently, he's, his form's sort of gone backwards. Dole's been good here and there, and, and obviously Pyfer's been the standout. But Pyfer's 33 now, and I think we just need need to start seeing some new blood coming into the team at some point. And I do think that, uh, I mentioned in, in the last show, maybe Hannes Kern, maybe Roman Rees, just one of them's got to be worried about keeping their spot. We hopefully, as long as uh, everything goes to plan, should have our first IBU Cups in January, um, as well as the race in Rupolding uh, just after Christmas. So maybe that's going to be a bit of a shop window for some of the German youngsters. Um, and we might have to see someone else coming in, because it's they've got to improve for me. Finally, let's take a look at the overall standings as we go into the short Christmas break, uh, before we take a look at the women's races. And he may not be at his best, but Johannes Tinger's bow has the early Christmas present of a 55-point lead over Sterler Holm Ligreid, who's now gone past Seb Samuelsson. Uh, the Swede now in third, 84 points behind Johannes. 29 back from uh, from Ligreid there. So then very close, um, down to 7th place, we've got 19 points. Uh, 19 points just separating Dale in 4th, uh, down to Tayabo in 7th. In between the two Norwegians, we've got the French pair of Fion Maillet and Jacques Alain, um, sitting in between their 5th and 6th, respectively. Um, so interesting, a third of the way through. Johannes looking in good shape, even though we've sort of constantly been saying, oh, he doesn't look that great, he's still got a big lead. Um, and I think another Crystal Globe could be on the way for the Norwegian. Uh, but now, let's move over to the women's races, where, I mean, Norway were absolutely untouchable. That's right, uh, Tiro Ekoff was of course delighted that the women emulated the men's podium lockout in the sprint race, and she was clearly inspired by uh, Stella Holm Ligrid's double, because she did exactly the same, taking Saturday's pursuit, to get that sprint pursuit double in Hockfilsen, just as Ligreid had done earlier that day. Uh, she led from the front, however, she didn't let anyone get any ideas. Powering off, no one joined her as she hit 19 out of 20 uh, to take a pretty dominant win over the field on Saturday. Um, a race actually where, pretty unusually, no one shot the perfect 20, so Ekhoff was, was up there with the best shots. Um, she looked good on the rifle, she was supreme... Supremely confident, I thought, on the skis. She didn't attack at all. Left herself plenty in the tank uh, for the range. Wanted to make sure she hit hit all the targets. Uh, she actually only hit the top 10 uh, on one of the laps uh, on the course time. So she was happy to let others force the pace and then uh, have their own problems on the rifle. Very unusual to see Ekov ski in that way. She was actually only 18th on ski speed overall. Obviously coasting on that final lap, but... Uh, but yeah, different tactics from her, not pushing it too hard on the skis. Uh, there was some pressure behind from uh, from Hannah Oberg at points, uh, from Vera after the first stand shoot, but Ekhoff, I thought, just looked in complete control, keeping the gap back to second place. It was sort of always around 15 seconds. There was a danger, obviously, if she'd, um, if she'd had trouble on the rifle, but I think she knew she could really push that pace if it if it came to it. Um, just a yeah, flawless run out from her, and just so happy that we've got the uh, the proper Ekhoff back in racing, because uh, 
didn't like what we saw in in Consolati, and it's uh, and it's great to have her back at the front. Uh, good result on Saturday for Hannah Erberg, who came home for a nice second place, um, managing to sort of capitalise on a on a poor day for Roiseland, who we'll get to. Obviously, that then turned around in today's mass start. Uh, but yeah, Erberg did make a couple of mistakes early. She missed one in each of the prone shoots, um, but then kept cool. Shot like an absolute demon, actually, on that final standing shoot. Just 21.3 seconds needed to smash down all five targets. And uh, and she was under pressure there. She came in, she could see that uh, Tangerold, Vera and Elvira, who were all uh, ahead of her, they'd all missed one. Knew she had the opportunity and absolutely took it. Great shooting from her um, and a really good second place. Bit of an interesting... Uh, Wrinkle in the battle for third behind her, as we sort of as we saw with the men's race, um, it was Elvira who took to the front and uh, looked like she was pulling out a little bit of a gap over Vera and Tandravold. I was uh, impressed by Tandravold. Really good scheme from her. She went past Vera, um, closed that gap down. Then she passed Elvira and started setting the pace. Then just as we sort of were going uh, going up the climb past the uh, intermediate point, it was Vera who thought that she'd sort of try and uh, clamp things down, went to pass Elvira on the right-hand side, uh, but really went for a gap that wasn't quite there and uh, wasn't expecting a mistake from that, the most experienced one of the group. She fell. Uh, that left Elvira and Tangerold to sprint for third. I thought Tangerold did everything right in the sort of run-up to the sprint, but she just couldn't match the pace of Elvira. She took it on the line. Great for her, both Erbergs on the podium for the second time this season. Obviously, uh, in the previous show, I did think we might see Elvira's first win this weekend. It wasn't quite to be, but uh, a great run out from her in, in all three races. Uh, and, of course, from Tandravold, who, who really looks back on form. I mean, she did look heartbroken to miss out on the podium, but uh, but her time will assuredly come. Just such a classy athlete, uh, and, and good to see her back at the front. Um, also good to see Vera getting close to the podium, of course. Uh, unlike her to miss on the final range, um, and and then that that mistake on the skis did give up a podium place potentially. Um, but good overall from Vera, and then she was going to build on that in the mass start. Uh, Francisca Preutz continuing her run of uh, top tens. Um, after her, she she then would get another one in the mass start. So that's six races straight um, that Preutz has been in the top ten. Really good consistency from her. Uh, behind her, tougher day for Marta Olbu Roisland, but uh, if a tough day still gets you a seventh place, then that's not too bad. Uh, she missed four times, uh, skied very nicely again, as I say, to get up into seventh. Um, and as we know, it was a, a little blip that uh, didn't last too long after today's race. Um, Solid run out from Lynn Person uh, again in eighth. And uh, Denise Herman got a bit of her old spark back. Uh, she came home ninth. More importantly for her, though, had the third quickest course time. Rounding out the top 10 was another fantastic race from Emma Lunder, um, the Canadian who we'll look at closer in a minute. So that was the pursuit. That moved on to today's mass start, which was the last race of the weekend, uh, which I've just finished. And um, what a performance it was from Marta Olbu Roisland. Um, after seventh in the pursuit, she rebounded as well as you can. Um, overall leader yet again putting together a fantastic day's racing. She said afterwards that she was she was very disappointed with the performance in the pursuits, the mistake she made. Um, she did make a mistake again today in the second shoot, but didn't let that affect her at all. 
nailed all of the remaining targets to take a really well-deserved victory and extend her lead in the overall, uh, which of course she said is her stated aim this year. Um, she interestingly did say after the race that uh, she had a chat with her mental coach who, who told her to uh, sort of stay in her own bubble, not let other things affect her. And uh, and yeah, just another insight into um, into how tough this sort of weird season is on the athletes. Uh, and those, those mental coaches really important uh, for everyone, I'd imagine. It was an interesting first lap from Roiseland. Uh, she seemed sort of happy to sit back in the pack and, and let others make the pace. But then, just as I was thinking that, she put in a big burst of speed and led everyone into the first shoot. I don't know if that was sort of a bit of mind games or or what she was doing there, but uh, it, it worked. She was the first one out. She hit all five. And her main rival, Hannah Roberg, was the first of the big names to blink. Uh, her and uh, Andalyn Bacava who who wasn't quite able to keep her form from uh, last week going. Um, but yeah, Roslyn led out the first shoot, but then it was her turn to stumble on the second shoot. She missed and came out uh, 12th, uh, best part of half a minute down on the leading group, who at that point was uh, her teammate Tyrell Ekhoff, um, reigning champ Dorothea Vera, and Elvira Erberg. It was then an absolute hell of a lap from Roisland that put her right back in the mix, um, she outskied all of her rivals by at least 10 seconds. She caught and passed Hannah Erberg. Um, excellent pace as well, I thought, from uh, Marquetta Davidova and Justine Brezard-Boucher. Uh, they closed a, about a 10-second gap to the leaders, um, so there was impressive pace sort of throughout there uh, on that uh, third lap. Uh, but then it was the third shoot where everything changed. We had uh, a leading group of five um, with Ekhoff, Vera, Elvira, uh, who were then joined, as I said, by Davidova and uh, Brezard-Boucher. Four of that leading group of five all missed. Uh, Davidova, the only athlete to go clear. But behind her, Roiseland and Erberg were battling each other shot for shot, both shooting sub-23 seconds on that standing shoot. But crucially, Erberg missed, Roiseland went clear, shooting so quickly that she came out just behind Davidova um, uh, to, to lead going into that uh, penultimate lap. Behind them, it was Tyrell Ekhoff who was on the hunt, breaking away from the other chasers to post the quickest lap. Um, but at 11 seconds back, she was really relying on a miss from Roiseland on the final shoot. And that was a miss that would not come. Four went down very quickly, and then Roiseland took a good sort of seven seconds, lined up that final shot, made sure it went down, and down it did go. She was off to the line, taking the victory ahead of Tyrell Ekhoff, uh, Davidova missing on that final shoot to give Ekhoff second place. Uh, Dorothea Vera showing good pace, staying with Ekhoff for quite a quite a good portion of that final lap. She did drop back eventually, but great to see her back on the podium. Uh, she she did admit afterwards to being a bit off the pace. Uh, she said her skiing is going in the right direction, um, but she doesn't feel as strong as she did last year. Uh, however, the skiing is, of course, getting better, and uh, the shooting sort of almost back to where, where we're expecting it to be. So hopefully we'll see her back to her best after the Christmas break. As I said, Davidova's miss on the final shoot cost her a podium finish. Um, sadly for her, she did finish fourth, though. Good result for the Czech athlete. Um, finishing fourth ahead of Denise Herman, uh, who looked delighted to be back near the front. And uh, and yeah, she's had a weird season, but uh, two top ten finishes this weekend. Good work from Herman. Uh, Avira Erberg came home sixth after two misses. Uh, behind her was Julia Simon, again having trouble on the range. The ski speed 
is there, but three misses for her, put her in seventh. Just behind her, we had a, a fantastic sprint to the line uh, between uh, Lisa Theresa Hauser and Franz Hiska Ployts. Uh, the Austrian just get in there, no more than a yeah a couple of millimetres or so, but uh, really good result for the home nation. Um, there, beating the German down into ninth. Another German in tenth, it was Gina Hettish, who looked very happy and deservedly so with that tenth place. She was the only athlete to go clear in the race. And I think three... Three Germans in the top ten in the women's mass start, of course, after Pfeiffer's amazing win uh, earlier on. R- really turned it around. That was a good Sunday for the German team. We then had uh, all kinds of sort of fun and games as everyone else came into the finish, uh, mostly involving the Swedes. Uh, first of all, it was Mona Brossen taking a, a sort of weird tumble. I'm not sure what happened to her. Thankfully came away from it unscathed. Uh, possibly a little bit embarrassed, though. Uh, more seriously, though, was a tangle behind her. It was uh, involving her teammate, uh, Joanna Schottheim and uh, Kazakovic of Russia. Um, they were sort of in the distance, so it was, didn't quite see what happened, but it looked like, I thought, the Russian ski pole uh, got tangled with Schottheim's legs as they came round that final corner to sprint for, I think, what would have been 23rd place. Um, Kazakovic got up um, but uh, and finished, but Schottheim looked, looked to be in really in trouble, I thought. She did well, she soldiered on and, and finished, but then collapsed just over the line. Um, yeah, it looked, looked like, I think, maybe a lower left leg that looked like it might have um, taken the damage, but really hope that's nothing too serious. Uh, but she had to be helped off, and uh, it didn't, did not look great at all. Um, in and among those uh, falling Swedes was Hannah Erberg. Two more misses in the last shoot meant that she finished all the way down in 14th. And, um, yeah, real missed opportunity for her after she'd done well in the pursuit, taking some points back on Roisland. Um, but yeah, not a good day for, for Hannah there. So to the winners and losers, and uh, the first winner really has to be the entire Norwegian team. Three wins out of three on the women's side. Six out of nine potential podium spots. Uh, Ekhoff, of course, the uh, star of the week. Two victories and a second place for her. That's catapulted her back into contention for the Crystal Globe. Rosalind taking uh, her first yellow bib, uh, in the in the sprint, first time she'd worn it, held it throughout the weekend, uh, and ultimately ended up with that fantastic victory today. Um, others doing well, Tandravol getting back to some of her best form, uh, second in the sprint, fourth in the pursuit, and uh, a really good job in the mass start. I thought like she 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 did only finish twelfth, which she might be disappointed with, um, but it was a, she battled back really well. Uh, she came out of the second prone shoot with three misses. She was all the way down in twenty sixth place. Uh, but she went clear on from then on, and uh, a good rescue job, I think. Twelfth uh, place, not not a bad effort after uh, after being there halfway through. First loser of the weekend, and um, a bit harsh. Un- unfortunately, it's one of the sort of uh, the great stories of the season so far. Um, but Denara Alimbakeva, who came into the week second overall, uh, top tens in all of her races so far this season. Um, only a 31st from her in the sprint, though, and she had a good pursuit, but with all that time to make up, she could only get as high as 11th. Then, unfortunately, four misses in the math start put her down in 20th. Um, obviously, it does nothing to cloud over what's been uh, an absolutely phenomenal start to the season for the for the Belarusian, um, with, of course, the win in the first week in Hockfieldson. Um But I think that maybe sort of seeing her as a threat in the Crystal Globe race, that might be over now. It might be a year too soon uh, for her. Second winner is uh, someone I mentioned briefly earlier, Canada's Emma Lunder, 
who I think has just been absolutely fantastic this season, um, carried it into this week. She got an 11th, 10th and a 15th place. Uh, she's shooting 91% in the pro, 91% in the stand, and is now 16th in the overall standings. 191 points for her, and she's almost reached her final tally last year of uh, 2-1-3 already. Um, so that's just a great improvement from her. Uh, shout out as well to Claire Egan, uh, 19th and 18th uh, this weekend after a brilliant 9th in the sprint. She currently sits 20th overall, and that's uh, yeah, really great effort from, from both of the uh, North Americans there. Another loser, and uh, yeah, sad to say, it's Lisa Vitozzi. I thought that after her 7th place in the opening sprint last week in uh, Hot Filson, a uh, race where she beat Dorothea Vera as well, obviously, I thought maybe she'd kick on from there, uh, much like we, we've seen Doro do. But instead, uh, it's been up and down again from her. She was 30th in the sprint, which really isn't where someone of her quality should be. She rebounded well in the pursuit to come 13th with just one miss, but then fell away again in today's mass start. Five misses from her... And it just doesn't like we we look doesn't look like we'll see the Vitozzi of old uh, this year. Although I do hope I'm wrong with that. She she did get her first ever win, um, wins doing the sprint pursuit double in Oberhof two years ago. So let's hope it brings back a bit of the bit of the magic next time out. Um, so yeah, before we go, let's have a quick look at the overall standings. It is Marta Olbu Roiseland who heads the field with 415 points after today's win. She's stretched her lead over Hannah Erberg to 37 points. Uh, Tira Lekhoff vaulted herself back into contention with uh, fantastic week's work. She's now 69 points back from Roiseland. Uh, it's Elvira Erberg in fourth. And uh, I don't think she can be counted out of the overall race by any means. Uh, Alimba Carver drops back to fifth. And is Dorothea Vera still in with a shout? She's 111 points down on Roiseland at the moment. Back there in fifth. But uh, as we've seen with Ekhoff, one week can change everything, so you never know. And uh, Vera does look like she's uh, yeah hitting a hitting a bit of form now. So I think that will do it for today and for the year. Now um, I'm off to drink. Uh, I think my first mulled wine of the festive season. Bit of a uh, bit of glue vine there. Uh, hopefully not my last. Um, I know it's uh, it's going to be tough out there for a lot of people uh, this week. So I hope everyone's doing as well as they can be. Enjoy your Christmases as much as possible, and I will see you in the new year for the uh, next round of races. Thanks for listening.